right, welcome back to another episode of Remember Country Music. As always, I'm your host, Kyle Corbus, and uh, we have a very special guest uh, here today, Larry Fleet. Thank you, Larry. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it, like, so much. You have no idea. Yeah, man. Appreciate you having me. Thank you. I, um, I have to say, uh, for, for me, when this whole quarantine thing started, um, you know, I started to look for new artists that um, maybe I'd be interested in, and, uh, you know, you popped up on my, I think I was scrolling through Twitter, and yeah. um, I read a tweet that said, uh, you know, Larry Fleet's here and, you know, rock yeah. on because, you know, he's here and he's, he's going he's gonna to do some damage. And I was like, oh, I got to check this guy out. Ever since then, I've been absolutely hooked. And you've quickly made your way to, for me, one of my favorite voices in country music right now, 100%, no doubt. Thanks, man. I appreciate so, uh, it. I love what you're doing. Um, you know, for me, you're, uh, when you released uh, – well, because like I said, I got you a little late, but when you released uh, um, uh, your album, when you released Working Hard, I was I was hooked, absolutely hooked. That song is so good. And I think um, it kind of, uh, what does that song mean to you? Because for, for me, when I when I listen to it, 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 it tells a story about you. Working harder. Um, working hard is funny. I tell people I kind of had the, the sequel because I ended up having my first song I put out was called Working Man. Yeah, yeah. And that's really good. And then I wrote Working Hard with um, two of my friends, Red Akins and um, Will Bundy. And uh, I just had had the hook. I mean, anything kind of blue collar Working Man stuff is that's that's me. That's my brand. That's what I where I come from before I got lucky and blessed enough to be able to be doing what I'm doing right now. So those songs like working hard and working man, they, uh, they hit me. They, they, I just, I don't know. They, they speak to me. That's, that's my life. So uh, I always tend to go towards those kinds of songs because to me, they're more uh, storytelling, but also real life stuff. And so I, I see the comments that people talk about both of those songs. Um, and they're like, man, you know, I'm a, I'm a welder or a construction worker or a shift worker. I work in a factory or whatever. So like people like to tell their story and they're proud to be the blue collar working man. And it's not just blue collar. It's, it's anybody that's working, you know, they, they get, they take pride in what they're doing. And so that's kind of why I write those songs. Cause that's what I know. And I know before I got a record deal and everything, I was doing construction. I was working in the concrete business mm -hmm. and just like my dad and granddad and brother and everybody, they're all still working concrete for the most part. And uh, so that's the stuff I relate to. And that's the stuff I write, which ends up being more of the blue collar working class people that relate to it. So, I mean, I think my, my favorite part about, you know, both of those songs, and I actually listened to both of them last night because I, I, I mean, obviously I've listened to them before, but I've never listened to them back to back from each other. And just the comparison, and, and you really are telling a telling like a stack story, like you said, it's the sequel to, um, yeah, man. And I listened to it, and I was like, wow, like it really is. They, they go together really well, and yeah. I thought it was incredible. And I think one of my favorite parts um, about you, just as as an artist, and um, you know, kind of my favorite part about parts about country music in general is your 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 music stripped down. It's it's raw. It's you know just instruments and, and your voice is obviously incredible. So, um, you know, that goes a lot into it. And I, uh, I, I, I think, you know, just what you're doing 
you know, with country music as a whole, it's just, it's just fantastic. And um, you did a great job on that album. I have to say, if I, if I was picking my, we my favorite song to... off your uh, most recent yeah, yeah. album here, I, uh, you know, I'm, I, I, best that I got is just for me, that's a great song. I love listening to that song. Uh, Mixing with Whiskey. That's a great song too. That's incredible. <laughs> I love that song. And t- tell me if I'm wrong here, but Drake White also, he cut that song too, correct? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Uh, that song, that was one of two that the whole record that I put out, I didn't write. And so uh, when I got, there was another song on that record on Working Hard that I didn't write. And it was called uh, A Lot About Love. And that song, at the time, I was singing demos in town and writing um, before I got a record doing all that. Well, uh, A Lot About Love got sent to me and said, hey, can you sing the demo for this song? No problem. Just like any other day, you know. Um, I go to Nashville and I'm, I sing this song. And I was like, man, that's a cool song, you know. And uh, I do the demo. They send it back to me. It's 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 awesome, you know. And I said, man, I love this song. And my buddy, Jake Owen, he was like, hey, man, I'll finance this. Let's go record this song because I didn't have my deal. And uh, before he could do all that, everybody in town heard the demo of this song and they were wondering who was singing it. So that's kind of what led into getting me a, a record deal and stuff. But that song, when I went in, they offered me a record deal with Big Loud Records. And so I go in, talk to them. That's what got me in. And they said, hey, we got another song for you. I said, okay. He said, what do you think, you know, if you like it? And they played Mixing with Whiskey. And I was like, man, cool song, you know. It's real, like, the way I was going to do it was going to be kind of more bluesy, um, soulful kind of thing, you know. And so I was like, yeah, I love it. Can we get it? And they said, yeah, you got it. And so we went in. When when we finalized everything, you know, uh, we go in to cut my record. And I said, I want to do that song, so. Uh, didn't know anything else about anybody else, you know, and went in and cut that. We put it out like in November. It done good. Um, done real good, actually. And then Drake cut it and uh, put it out, I guess, in May or I don't know when he, he put it, it out. It was not, just, just this past month, yeah. Yeah. And he did a great job on it, too. I mean, it's a cool song, you know. He's got a, his own way of doing it. And uh, it was uh, it was funny. It kind of caught me off guard because I wasn't expecting him to – to put it out as soon as I put it out, but, um, which, I mean, I had a good six months or so, you know, and, uh, but the cool thing, I mean, he's got, I think he put out five songs, something he's got yeah, some yeah, good stuff out. and that was, um, you know, on that record, I think that was one of, that was a good song for him, you know, and, um, for me, you know, it was a cool song and we, I we think, I think you guys have similar styles. I mean, I could be wrong, yeah. but you guys do have that yeah. similar bluesy style. And I think you both, you know, did did the song a different way. I mean, I listened to them both. I actually like I've actually listened to them both back to back. I don't know why. I just really like the song. So I've listened yeah. to them both back to back. I think you guys, you both did your different things to it. Yeah. And I mean, obviously the song did really well. So and still did. Yeah, so. it's done good. We had I had a write up in Rolling Stone, and he had a write up in Rolling Stone for the same song. <laughs> and so it was, you know, six months apart or something. And that's and, how you know it's a good song. That's how you know. Yeah, it's I know. Exactly. I had a. I got the the uh, when I first put it out, they did a write up on that one, and then I did another. Now they did a write up. Uh, Rolling Stone did one on a lot about love, and then they did one on mix them, literally 
did another write up with Drake on Mixum like a week or two later. And I was like, man, Mixum is like killing it in Rolling Stone right now. And, uh, but it, you know, it's cool. Like, I don't know Drake. I don't, you know, we don't go fishing and hang out. Like, I, I know who he is. And I like his music and he's, uh, he's doing good with that song. And, and that's a, like I said, it's a good song for him and that fits his, his vibe. And I've got, it worked good for me too, but I mean, we've got a pile of other songs and right. a bunch of new stuff we're about to start doing something with too. But that one I think is doing the best for him and it didn't do the best for me, which, you know, it did, it did good for me, but so it kind of worked out real good. I mean, it's yeah. like I said, it's working good for him and I've got something different going on yeah, outside absolutely. of that. 100%. You know? Can you, uh, I know you mentioned, and I, and I've, I've looked into this a little bit um, on my own and I, recently saw Jake Owen posted a whole video about you for uh, where I find God, which I'm going to get to because man, I, this is so much I can say about it, but um, can you just ex like talk about your relationship with Jake a little bit and how, cause how did that come to be? You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. Um, what I, man, I'll I tell you, like I said before, the, the working man thing, I had tried to do music for, you know, 10, 12, mm -hmm. whatever years. It's been a while. And I had a little <clears throat> success here and there, but nothing big, you know. And so after a little while, I was like, man, I'm tired of playing bars. I'm, you know, doing the same. I, I just wasn't growing anymore. And so I said, I'm going to kind of step back. And that was what I thought kind of the end of my pursuing it as a career kind of thing. And I was like, and I was cool with it because I got, everything that I ever really wanted, you know, I was, I was happy. It was just on a lower level. And I thought that's just the way it is. So I ended up going and going back to work. And so I was working construction and doing uh, concrete work and I and I worked my way up in this job. And uh, so I've become kind of the, the uh, inspector type guy, you know, that would go to the job site and make sure things are going right. And so QA, QC, and, and if that means anything to anybody, but it's um so that was my my job and on the weekends me and my band would get together and we'd play these bars and we wouldn't make them but like i don't know we'd make 50 75 bucks a piece maybe 100 on a good night you know and it was we went back to having fun and uh so i was doing those bars on the weekends just having a good time and then doing little private gigs well a guy called me and said hey i got a it was like a, a wedding reception thing I don't know it was like a, a redneck deal man like these people had done been married and like they were just throwing a party pretty much what's going down and so I said yeah I'll come play so got my guitar I just wanted me went by myself set up in this little uh little old barn uh, outside of Nashville there and it was cold and maybe 20 30 people there and I'm playing and a guy comes says hey man Jake Owens coming out here you might want to show out and I said okay and uh I thought, man, Jake ain't coming out to this place, you know what I mean? And so, sure enough, man, I played for a little while, and then uh, Jake walks in. I was like, damn, he did show up, you know? And so, uh, he come over and start, you know, talking to me after I got done. And he was like, you know, what's, what's your deal? You know, what do you do? And I told him what I did and what I'm doing now, or was doing then. And he said, uh, man, I think you need to, you know, you need to focus on music, you know? And not pouring concrete, you know? And I said, well, yeah, but it didn't work before. I I, I got to do what I got to do. I was married at the time. I mean, I'm still married. And we, we had just gotten married. So, like, I couldn't just go right. out and play the bars. And, we, and it wasn't going to pay the bills, you know? And so 
I said, man, that, you know, I had my time. It didn't work. He said, nah. He said, you quit your job, man. You need to focus on this. We talked for a while. He called me the next day, and I thought, dang, all right, this dude's serious, man. He's calling me, you know, which is cool because Jake Owens calling me. And so he uh, called me the next day. He said, look, quit your job, man. Go on the road. Like, you need to focus on this. I said, i tell you what. You take me on the road with you, and uh, we'll talk about it. He was like, awesome. all right. And so he called me a few days later. We hung out and uh, had like a meeting or whatever. He called me, I think, next week and was like, hey, get your stuff. Let's go. And we hit the, we got on, I got on his bus and we went and played some shows and uh, we come back and it went real good. And he's like, what do you think? You gonna quit your job? I said, well, I, I mean, I'm thinking about it. He said, well, get your stuff ready. We're gonna hit, we're gonna go to Canada next week. I said, all right. I didn't even have a passport, man. I was like, <laughs> Canada. And so I went and played some shows with him. I couldn't get into Canada, but I went and played, you know, some North uh, shows there with him. And coming back, so you can quit your job. I said, I quit Monday. So I went in and quit my job. And Jake has been that mentor for me. And well, he's been a mentor, but he's been a, a real good friend. And he's one of my closest friends now. And we do everything together. You know, like we, we write songs together. We go out, we play, we do tours. I mean, we are, we're good friends. And he's been awesome to me. And he's wanted nothing in return. I mean, he is a good hearted yeah. dude that just wanted good for me. So we've stuck together, you know, and that's, that's how it's come to be. We just, like I said, we hit it off and uh, he's, he's looked after me since we've gotten going and he still does. You talked about the other day, him uh, posting that big video about me yeah. and it still blows my mind that literally a couple of years ago, man, I'm pouring concrete. Yeah. And then now Jake Owen is making videos and talking about me and, you know, helping me out. It's, it's crazy how things work, but he's been a huge support and, you know, long-winded, but that's the answer to that question. Yeah, I mean, that's that's so awesome. That's that's exactly what I was looking for, honestly. Um, yeah. that, that 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 is awesome. I, I it's funny because I really didn't know that you guys had any sort of relationship. And I'm watching. I'm like, oh, Jake Owen posts something, so I was scrolling through and I watch it, and I was like, oh, they're talking about Larry Flea. Like, this is awesome. And it yeah. made me laugh because he was like, hey, this is my buddy. His name is Larry. Go listen to his song. And I just yeah. I thought it was funny because the way he was saying it. And I was like, wow, like, this is great. So I looked more into it and that's, that's incredible. That, that's a, yeah. that's a great story there. Um, he's been on my side since we met, man, he's a good one. Yeah. I mean, he really does seem like a genuine guy. I watched like his, you know, like his live streams that he's done since quarantine started. And he really does seem like a genuine guy. He seriously does. Yeah, man, he's got the biggest heart of anybody. I mean, he's become a great friend. He would do anything for anybody. He's a good, good guy. Yeah. Awesome. So how often do you, um, I mean, I know like now with, well, where I am, where are you at right now? You're, you're where? We're at the lake. We're out here. Uh, I know. It looks pretty beautiful there. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, we're in Lake Martin or at Lake Martin in eclectic Alabama right now. But uh, so I'm stuck in New Jersey, like <laughs> right outside New York city. And it's pretty bad here. So we really have to stay like, you know, in our house is kind of thing we can go out a little bit but we don't really have that like free like we, we can't really go anywhere yeah so man. Here, you know like looking at different artists to you know listen to and do things yeah. like that that's why i started this like i told you you know i started this whole thing because you know i'm stuck in my uh, in my house I just <laughs> yeah. my car, so you know i'm just trying yeah. to do things like that but you one thing that i have to say is that so i watch your instagram stories 
And your barbecue looks incredible. Yeah. It looks absolutely incredible. What'd you say about my barbecue? It looks incredible. My mouth waters every time I watch the stories. Man, I tell you what, it was, I got a buddy down here. He's, uh, his name is Sawyer. And we got to talking about um, cooking meat and, you know, just hanging out, man. Everybody's, you know, same kind of boat you're in. We just, we got something nice to look at. And so it was, I was like, man, let's do something. He said, let's, you know, let's cook some meat. And I said, well, I met uh, a friend out in Iowa when I was with Jake on tour and he owns a big farm and they, um, it's called cow steaks and they got awesome meat and stuff. And he, he sent me a bunch of stuff and I said, well, one of them was like a $300 brisket. And he said, don't mess this up, you know? And so I said, well, I don't know how to cook a brisket really, but we'll figure it out. And so uh, I started kind of learning how to, smoke stuff and, and the meat and the you know the whole thing so i ended up just kind of doing my instagram one day i was like smoking one with larry you know which has become a thing now and every like i'm smoking tri-tips right now as yeah, we speak, I saw you, know? So, you know we're, we're kind of um we just started doing it for fun and then it's you know we've got a, a deal with smoky boys uh you know smoky dust and all that stuff so people are sending me stuff we're cooking and it's fun, man. We have a good time while we're not being able to really, like you said, we're not able to do a whole lot. I'm not able to go play shows and stuff. So it's like, it's something fun for us to do. And clearly, man, I, I'm a big dude. I like to eat, you know, and, and all my friends do. So we cook good food and we eat and it gets better and better. So that's another thing is like, whenever I'm doing some, I want to try to do it the best I can do it. And so, it's fun to kind of learn and yeah. just figure out. And it takes time. It takes a lot of patience, man. It takes hours, big, right? Just to smoke hours. Yeah. Dude, they took, uh, one day we cooked brisket. It took like 12 hours. Like that <laughs> is, I mean, it's like your baby here, man. You got to work on this thing for 12 hours. And What not, time are you waking up in the morning to, to, to make this brisket? Man, some, we put on something the other day at like five in the morning. I say we saw her did that. I slept in, but like, <laughs> we put it on at like at five in the morning, you know, and we took it off that night. And so it's a thing that takes a lot of patience and time. And, you know, when you're done with it, it's like, wow, I worked hard for that. And this thing is awesome because yeah. you don't want it to turn into a big old tire and you can't eat it. You know, it's like, so you, it takes a lot of time. And I think that's part of the joy is, when you work that hard on something, you got something to show for it. And, and all your friends like, dude, this is awesome. Yeah. Like, it makes me awesome. be like a pit master, you know? So. <laughs> that's so awesome. So <laughs> I know. So like you just said, you, you know, you like to eat. So what's the whole health nut thing? Can you explain that to me? The health nut is a movement, man. It's um, same thing that happened with smoking one with Larry. Okay. So, Back in, you know, a year or two ago, whatever it was, um, me and my bass player and my keyboard player at the time, we got together and I told him, I said, man, I got this old bicycle. And I actually was riding it here at the lake. I was riding this old bike and I was having fun. And I was like, I'm sweating up a storm and breathing like an old hog out here, you know? And so I was like, okay, I'm on to something. I don't like to run and I'm not going to go run, but like, I will ride this bike. It's fun. So I called my friends up in my band and I was like, Hey, y'all want to get you a bike? They're like, dude, we got bikes. Let's go ride. So we started out the health nuts with the bikes and we would go and we would pedal. And like, we were joking on there sometimes. We we're like, yeah, we did 40 miles. We've never done 40. 
we would do like 15 miles at a time wow. and we like worked itself up and we were losing weight, you know, and it was fun. And like people started hitting me up because I had this hashtag one day. I was like, look at us, bunch of health nuts because <laughs> we're all bearded and look like crap, you know, and it's like, we're just big dudes and we were having fun and we called it health nuts. And so uh, it caught on people were like health nuts, man. We're like, we love health nuts. So it's been a kind of a thing. And we just kept plugging along and we would go and hike and do different things and just be outside. And it was funny, man. Cause like, we're just kind of making fun of ourselves at first, but then we actually were like doing pretty cool stuff, yeah. you know, like it, other dudes are like, man, I'm also 300 pounds. Like what bike should I get? So like now I'm a consultant, you know, to like biking. And uh, so I'm like trying to help people out and people are like commenting. They're saying, dude, you know, like I'm, I'm going out and I'm exercising. I'm lost weight. Like they're kind of sharing their story yeah. about losing weight and getting healthier and exercising. And we were doing that. We were just kind of making fun, you know, so like, something that kind of started as a joke. Serious, got serious. Exactly. It was, yeah, awesome. we were bored. We wanted to do something. So we did it and it turned into something. And every time it seems like I do stuff, I like peg something like health nuts or, uh, you know, smoking one with Larry or whatever it may be. And then like kind of catches on. We just keep doing it. And, so it's it's just fun stuff that we do, but it, it was helping people out. It was getting them motivated to go do it because you see a 300-pound bearded dude, you know, riding a bicycle. Like, it, it's like, man, if he can do it, like, those tires are holding air. Like, I guess <laughs> I can do it too. You know, so, uh, you know it's the thing we did, and it, it was cool, and, and we still do it. It's just we, you know, with all this, man, everybody's been kind of hopping around. We hadn't been able to get together as much because yeah. everybody's kind of scattered out, but – you know, so that's the health nut story. So that's awesome. That's so incredible. Um, can I just say, so when you, when you, um, so like you said, well, we're all quarantined, obviously was, was where I find God, was that, a, was that a quarantine song? Like, did you, or was that, that has been written? Cause I know that you posted the, you know, the tidbit on your Instagram and I was like, whoa, like this is going to be like the next song where I'm just like blown away. And to, not to my surprise, I was, but no. <laughs> No, that, um, and that was the thing is like, when we put it out, we had, you got to, you know, get the song to the distributors, all that stuff with the label. It takes months to get yeah, a song yeah. to go out. So it's like, I mean, sometimes if you're big or whatever, you can throw a song out and in a week or two, it, it's up. But like, that was a song I wrote back in probably, I don't know, 2018, something okay. like that. And um, when we put it out, it was not geared for quarantine when we we had went through the whole process i wanted to put it out on good friday because okay. it's called where i find god i was like yeah. put it on good friday man that's a that's a great day this for what this song is i think it'll be cool right there so we that was the plan and then the world come to an end so like i had no uh intentions on releasing it in quarantine i really didn't and so the funny thing about that song i wrote that with um my baby's over here hollering. Um, but we, I wrote that with Connie Harrington, and she's she wrote like "I Drive Your Truck" for yeah, Lee yeah, Rice and yeah. a bunch of big, big Great hits. Song. And yeah, I love Connie. She's awesome. We wrote a lot of songs together, and that song, it was a cool story coming into it. She heard Gospel Song Sunday that I do. Mm -hmm. That's another thing I started doing online. Yeah, and it, I love that. Awesome. And so I was doing those. She seen them. And she was like. I want to write a song with you. And I loved her. I mean, always loved her stuff. And I was like, this is huge. And I didn't have anything really going on. 
And so for a big writer like that wanting to write with me, it was cool. So I was like, yeah, let's write one. And she's had Dove Awards, all that stuff. She's wrote a bunch of Christian, you know, hits and stuff. And I come in and she goes, I've seen your gospel song Sunday. I got a title and it's called Where I Find God. And I was like, I love that title. And I was like, if it's going the way I think it is, she's like, yeah, it's like, not always do you find God in church or whatever, you know, yeah. like I say, exactly. Like I deer hunt, you know, when I talk to God, it's in a deer stand because it's quiet. And like, I'm out there for a while, you know, and, or riding down the road or hay fields or whatever it may be. And so we wrote that song and it took a little longer to write that one than it usually does. And which I think it took us five hours to write it, which to me is a long time. We, we pump them out in an hour sometimes, you know? Wow. And so it, that one was, it took time, but we were like, this is something special. Let's work on it. And so just me and her, we, we knocked it out. And uh, I, I went and I sang the demo for this song. Well, a week later we get the demo back and I think we listened to it a couple of times. And then Connie called me a couple of days later and said, Hey, Luke Bryan's got this song on hold. So Luke Bryan was going to record where I find God. And that was huge for me because I didn't have any like major, like big cuts at the time. Mm -hmm. So um, I was like, man, this is, this is a game changer. I'm going to make a lot of money off of this. And this, I mean, for that's what I thought because, and that's what would have happened if Luke Bryan would have took that song. Like that was going to be a big thing. Cause I didn't have a record deal and I didn't even care. I, I didn't really want to be an artist. I just wanted to write the songs. And right. so, that's the way it come. I was like, this is huge. Luke Bryan's going to do this song. And so he had it on hold for a long time. And then I got my record deal. And I talked to Connie. I talked to everybody. I said, hey, look, maybe we should go cut this song. If Luke's not going to do it, and they said, well, you know, uh, we got a call. So everybody's trying to call to see if Luke is going to record this song. And nobody could get a hold of him. Nobody, he wouldn't, no, nobody was talking. So the only famous person I knew was Jake Owen. And I said, Jake, can you make a call to Luke Bryan and see if he's going to record this song? And he's like, yeah, I got you. So he called. He's like, no, he's not going to do it. I said, cool. I went in the next day and I recorded it. And then we put out working hard. I had, I had where I find God recorded and done for over a year. Crazy. That's crazy. And yeah. So we put out working hard because they didn't, the label was like, man, well, let's put out these first eight and then we're going to figure out how we're going to work in where, <clears throat> where I find God because it's one of those big, powerful songs, but it's a ballad. You know, it was yeah. like, do we come out first out of the gate with something like that? So, and to a lot of people that don't know who I am, that was the first song they heard, you know? So it, we did our first eight songs. It did, they did great and everything. And then we just, I said, you know, what? like I said before, let's drop this song <clears throat> on uh, good Friday. And we did. And it blew up, man. Like it caught fire and it has been, it's done three times better than anything I've ever done. And so it was a game changer for me and for my career. Like dude, people been hitting me up and like famous people, you know, like, Hey, let's yeah. write a song you know, and stuff like that. And I mean, it's so a it's beautifully been, written song. Well, thank you. And we, we wanted, we put our heart and soul into it. We want, and we knew it was a good idea and we knew it was special. And I always know when it's a, good one when I'm writing with Connie and she starts crying in the middle of a song while we're writing it I'm like well okay we're on to something you know? <laughs> and so she's uh she was doing that and I knew it was good and I tell you though one of the coolest things not from a money-making standpoint like I don't care about you know, all that really it's it's what I've been really happy with is seeing the 
the comments, like it's gotten over a million views in a month, you know, on YouTube. So it got viral, I guess you'd call it or whatever. I don't know. And, uh, but it's gone and there's like 600 comments and dude, yeah. people are leaving their story and like when, you know, guys on there, like I found God back in 1987, you know, or uh, here's my story. And I'm struggling with this and people send me messages saying, you know, I was an alcoholic, a drug addict, and this is, uh, helped me, you know, turn my life around. So that's been the coolest thing is seeing these comments and how it's affecting people in real life. And that's what music should do, you know, yeah, um, absolutely. I can it's all about drinking beer, you know, and it's not exactly. all about um, whatever the catchy little summer song is. It's those, there's time for that. And I love those. Don't get me wrong. I write them. And right. it's, it's fun. I like to have fun and I like fun little songs, but you got to have some stuff that touches people because that's what music is. And so, that's what we wrote and I'm proud of it and it's done good and it's reached people and it's touched them and it just continues to grow. And I've been blessed with it and so proud of that song. I mean, man, you really, I, I don't have to tell you this, but you, you should be proud of it. It's, uh, thank God you cut it because it, it's, it's one of my favorite songs and um, it's just incredible. Like I, I told I know I told you a couple of days ago, it's beautifully written. It's, it's incredible. Every time I listen to it, I really take the time to listen to it. And um, I mean, your voice obviously, obviously is a great aunt. Like you said, it's just this powerful song. And um, I'm so it's always a tough one, man. It's like with this and the way music is and the way the industry is, it's mentioned God or anything in the song is a little bit on edge. You know what yeah. I mean? Like people are weird about it. And the, the way we wrote this song, I said, I don't want it to come across like if, you, if you're not Baptist, you know, you're, it ain't like that. It, it, it doesn't say anything uh, despite what i believe and what you might or what whoever but it's i wrote the song we uh, we wrote the song it was like for whatever you believe in and and in it it doesn't talk about the bible or the red words or anything it, there's no bible verses because i'm not trying to pigeonhole it like that i wanted everybody to kind of feel and, and be open-minded to it coming in so mm -hmm. it can help you if if you need it and so that is we left it open. So, and I've talked to people in interviews and stuff and they're like, man, you know, I, I, you know, I'm not real religious, but I can feel this and this really helped me. And it's like, cool. It's not, like I said, it's not, um, if you're a Christian or whatever, like I believe what I believe, but whatever you believe it can relate to you. And right, so right. again, it comes back to writing relatable songs that, that yeah. people can feel. And I think that's my favorite part about the whole thing is that, that it really is relatable to anyone and, and anyone can listen to it and, and enjoy it. And, you know, really that, that's definitely my favorite part about it. Yeah, man. That's, that's what it's, you know, that's like I said, that's what music should be. That's what it should be. And not every song's got to be serious and not everything's got to make you cry or make you feel like some of it, man, you just want to hear a fun song, you know, exactly. or, we're down here at the lake. I want to hear something sometimes, ride the boat and listen to it, you know, which Absolutely. could be that song or it could be anything. But, like, not every song has to be so deep and powerful, meaningful, whatever. It could just be fun. But you do need those songs that are deep and powerful. And, and those deep and powerful songs are important to people. Like, I know that for me, like, even, you know, let's say I'm going through something. There's a song, if I if I was going through something, that, that I can click to that moment of that, that really helped me out through a certain exactly. time. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. So, that's what we kind of went for. And I'll tell you, I knew we was on to something whenever I would go out and play and be on a stage with a lot of big, big people. And 
I would play that song like in the middle of a set and get a standing ovation in the middle of a set. So it wouldn't just because my set was done, they're going to stand. No, it would be in the middle of a set or something. Yeah. And it was, it was because of that song. And I knew that song meant that much to people that it hit them strong. They, they, it drew them in and listen, that made them listen to what I was doing. And yeah. so you could get them hooked right off the bat with that, or you could wait to the end. But nine times out of 10, every time we go out and play a show, like that was, it would get a standing ovation, whether I was with a band or whether I was by myself and whoever I was with. And I knew that that was the song. That wasn't me. It was the song. And so that's the whole point of the song. For me, it was, it's not about me. It's just, well, it, I guess it, it's, it's about how I feel and how I look right. at things. And so that's the way I wrote it. And that's the way I wanted to come across to be relatable to people, but it's, you know, that's just the, the way we, it, it come out the way we wanted it to. And I'm exactly. so happy it did, you know. Exactly. I am too, man, really. Seriously, I'm like, congratulations on it. It's fantastic. Like I said, um, it's just, it's a beautiful, beautiful song. Thank you. Thank you, Larry. I really appreciate you uh, um, coming and joining us today. Everybody, this is Larry Fleet. If you don't know him, know him because he's incredible. Go listen to uh, all his music on uh, Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you stream music. Uh, he's there. Uh, yeah. As always, yeah. thanks, man. I, I appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much for really for joining me. I appreciate it. This is an episode of uh, Remember Country Music, and uh, we'll see you next time.